Is work making you sick? How does your job affect your health? You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Lou Shars, and joining me today from Fort Worth, Texas, is Professor Harvey Brenner, Professor Emeritus at the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health and Professor of Public Health at the University of North Texas, as well as Professor of Epidemiology at the Berlin Institute of Technology. Today, we're discussing the impact of employment on personal health. Welcome, Professor Brenner. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. How much correlation is there between having a good job and good health? A good job, so to say, a satisfying job, let's call it, is really central to health. It involves attachment to what people consider to be the most important issues in their lives, namely achievement, accomplishment, enjoyment of problem-solving, creativity, and basically the attachment to a group of colleagues and friends who are usually at the workplace. What sort of data is there to support this relationship? In epidemiology, which is the field which examines correlations between aspects of life and health, the central finding, the most uh, ubiquitous, pervasive finding in our field over many decades, is that the higher the socioeconomic status of a job, the higher the health level, the lower the mortality rate, the lower the level of illness from almost every type of cause of illness, and the higher the life expectancy. So it's really very central. Socioeconomic status refers to wage levels, benefit levels, job status in terms of involvement in decision-making, and the level of education associated with the job status itself. So when these things are brought together, they're very deeply attached to job satisfaction, complexity, achievement, attachment to people. And where these come to their optimum, they generally bring people to the best, the most optimal health levels that we have in society, health levels referring to the absence of high levels of cardiovascular disease, malignancies, metabolic diseases, and mental health. What are the signs or the behavioral risks of a job negatively affecting health that a doctor should look out for? Most broadly, the usual signs relate to job satisfaction, to people really finding within the job what attaches them to achievement and people and meaningfulness in life. If people find, as would be the case in their relationships, their marriage, if people find that they are really alienated, that they do not find satisfaction from their work lives, it's such a very major part of life that if that satisfaction is lacking, it is generally related to the socioeconomics of the work, the basic interest itself, the issues of income, wages, level of status within the job, ability to control life circumstances within the job. If these things are not satisfying, the likelihood is they're at fairly low levels. And if that's the case, we tend to feel that stress levels are fairly high or job alienation is fairly high. And this is a very standard marker for a high probability of disease process of illness from virtually all sources contingent on stress. What are the specific diseases or illnesses that physicians need to look out for in their patients? The ones that are typically pointed to are the cardiovascular diseases. We know the most about them. 
and the mental disorders, where individuals are at high risk for those within the job setting, the finger usually is pointed to the nature of the job itself, and the individual is probably not fitting very well within the job situation. So say a patient walks into a doctor's clinic and says, I've just been sacked from my job, and it's a male patient. What are the specific questions that the doctor needs to ask them? The most important types of questions in these circumstances are those having to do with either job stress or depression, mental depression and the various manifestations of that. Where either of these are very substantial, the likelihood of pathological implications are very, very significant as well, either in the mental health or the cardiovascular realm. And some people, some research is beginning to indicate in malignancy as well. How does the fear of being laid off affect people in the workplace? This is an area that's just begun to become of interest in the last 10 years. It may even be more important than the job loss itself, the manifestation of continued anxiety over whether the individual will be maintained in work. Is there a difference in gender between the way people manifest stress from work? The tradition has been to assume that there was such a difference that women were less sensitive to job stress than men because women were less committed to work, committed to their jobs, and derived less uh, overall life satisfaction from work, and was therefore less important to them generally, so that even if there were similar stress levels for males and females, the women would, in a sense, care less, be less affected by the meaning of stress altogether that would be derived from work. This has been the tradition. My own sense is that this tradition is probably not correct any longer. What we have been observing in our international comparative research in different countries by gender is that the sexes do not appreciably differ in mortality, let's say, related to job stress in different countries based on occupational differences. If we look at the same occupations, so people working in the same occupations by gender, the differences are really not very large. And indeed, if we look at the older ages, it seems as though women benefit a bit more in the same job situations compared to men. Uh, One of the implications of this is that women more and more live longer than men. That is, uh, given the same types of stress and the same types of occupations, the women are able to master that stress in a manner that allows them to live increasingly longer than men. In the 1930s, the differences between male and female longevity was rather small. Let's put it in the 1980s, 1990s, the differences were rather greater, and nowadays there's about an eight-year difference between men and women in longevity, given the same types of work that men and women do. So it is not at all clear that men are more sensitive in terms of stress to the same types of jobs that men and women do. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Mary Lushars, your host. Today, I'm speaking with Professor Harvey Brenner, and we're discussing how our health is impacted by our work. Which particular jobs or industries, Professor Brenner, have the highest rates of poor mental health? The jobs with the poorest rates of mental health are those of relatively low socioeconomic status, 
which require the lowest levels of challenge, jobs which are also very vulnerable to job loss, unemployment. These are the ones that are most sensitive to illness rates, particularly mental health problems and cardiovascular problems. Is there any difference between these jobs you've just described and the impact on physical health, or does mental and physical health sort of go hand in hand? They seem to go together. In the full range of illnesses that produce mortality, for instance, in which individuals are highly highly vulnerable to mortality, this has been an issue since the middle of the 19th century, as far as we know. The mental health problems are heavily concentrated in lower socioeconomic professions and uh, wage and salary jobs, and the same is true for physical health problems as well, whether it is... Um, the common cold, infectious diseases, accidents, trauma, or the malignancies and the cardiovascular diseases, they seem to concentrate in lower socioeconomic groups. Which job carries the highest suicide risk? Jobs that are most vulnerable to unemployment and income loss. So in other words, it's going to be jobs, once again, for which education requirements are rather minimal, and so unemployment is more frequent and jobs that more typically are associated with males in this case, but which are most sensitive to unemployment losses of income or the jobs themselves. What's the most important health decision a patient can make when taking a new job? In the United States, it seems now to be whether health insurance and health benefits are offered by the employer. How best do you think a physician can advise a patient to deal with work-related stress? Do you know of any strategies or resources? My sense is the presence of the stress itself, the types of jobs that are most sensitive to stress nowadays are ones in which downsizing is typically occurring. And these are the jobs which are changing rapidly, jobs in manufacturing, for example, jobs in which the service industries are growing so rapidly that the jobs are becoming very, very simple. So these are jobs which previously in the service industries were more complex and required more education in order to perform them. Nowadays, especially with technological change and availability of computers, the jobs that require less and less education are jobs in which individuals can be replaced really very easily. Is there data about how many working hours per week is a healthy amount of hours? The tendency has been to say that a higher level of output over more hours is less satisfactory and more dangerous. But that may actually not be true because the jobs that are involving the highest level of hours are the same jobs that are being done by your high-level professionals, so doctors themselves, lawyers, accountants, engineers, designers, and so on, accumulate the highest number of hours. These are the highest socioeconomic level jobs, and these are the safest jobs. These are the jobs that are the most rewarding and the highest paying. So it may not be so much the level of work that is being done, but rather the nature of the work that's being done. And if the nature of the work let's say, by our high-level professionals, involve many hours, as is typically the case, those are, in fact, the safest and most rewarding jobs. And those are the ones that have correlated the lowest levels of illness. Is there any data that links people who work night shift to poorer health? Yes, there are such data. 
particularly coming out of Sweden, out of the research done at the Karolinska Institute that is now fairly well established. Night work is not particularly safe. It's relatively high risk for poor sleeping habits and shift work involving higher stress levels. Is there also a risk there for hypertension or obesity? Yes, both of those. In the case of shift work, that's right. Well, I'd like to keep talking, but I think we've run out of time. My thanks to you, Professor Brenner, for joining us and being our guest on ReachMD. We've been discussing the impact of job stress on personal health. I'm Dr Mary Lushars. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. To listen to our on-demand library, visit us at reachmd.com. Register with promo code RADIO and receive six months free streaming for your home or office. If you have any suggestions, give us a call at 888-MD-XM157. Thanks for listening.